Blaine and Mickey. What's going on? Happy Friday, everybody. Oh, it's a nice day outside. Ooh. We're going to be with you for the next two hours, so don't blink because you'll miss it. I see uh, Lamar Jackson on TV. Raiders got, hey, the Ravens got beat by the Dolphins last night, so the Titans are the now only after this week. It's done. The only seven-week team, uh, seven-win team, rather, in the AFC. So they will lead the AFC again for another week, uh, whether or not they beat the Saints, and I know they want to beat the Saints. But uh, pretty remarkable the run that this team is on. And it goes back again to everybody who says, oh, that's an easy game for the Ravens, the Dolphins. No, yeah, they're all hard. Got yeah. pr- it got proven I again. At all. I-, I start watching again. I said, uh-oh. <laughs> this does not look good. They're like, oh, they didn't prepare. They were sleepwalking. No, they got their butts handed to them. <laughs> the Dolphins, they blitzed those dudes. <laughs> the dude, no tomorrow. Those Dolphins <laughs> were thirsty and hungry, and they were talking in Dolphin language. And it worked. And you thought, uh-oh. And what made you keep wanting to watch, though? Because I had no intention to watch the game. Lamar Jackson, he's, he's going to do something. He's, he's going to do something. He's going to put a rabbit out of his hat, you know, or, or, or out of his butt, and then go out there and Somewhere. just do something. Not the big man touchdown? And it didn't happen. It did not happen. They was in his grill. The big man touchdown is what kept me around. That's the second time we've seen an offensive lineman intercept a screen pass this year and just <laughs> oh, and just take off running. For all those who think that you can beat an offensive lineman, did you nope. see his agility, yep. his athleticism? Did you see him jump and have the wherewithal, not only to catch it, but then to reach, and even <laughs> though he was illegal, to score a touchdown? That was a touchdown if he was legal eligible player. He made a guy miss? Yeah. But, I, man, I laugh because man, I've always said – the most intriguing thing when I got into the league wasn't all the fast guys. You played against fast guys, they're all fast. Four, three, four, four. It didn't matter. But guess what? When you see a human being for 10 to 15 yards that weighs 300, doubles your weight, and can run with you side by side, that is amazing. And then when you see him, like, hurdle somebody or do something like that gentleman did, you're like, oh, my heavenly God. He's 6'6", 330, too. He's 6'6", Yeah. It, it was it was like it was easy. It was like, hmm, did you play running back like in high school at some point? Nah. No, no. I used to always dream that I was. What you'll find out is a lot of those guys' background, they play basketball. They play basketball. Even if they was just a block-the-shot guy, running up and down the court, shuffling their feet, moving and getting in front of them, that's what they did. And you go, what the? Saying heck is that the still of him reaching over? That's got to be the image of the NFL season for a play that didn't that got called back. I, for me, that so far that, that's that it. That was a it six, was six three thirty guy, completely upside down, like you said, with to get himself there in the first place. And no, they're the, showing the, it on the, TV the right reaction, now. No, when he <laughs> caught it, when <laughs> he it caught is. it, he caught it with his hands. <laughs> he caught it with his uh, hands. He tucked the ball Boom. high and tight. And then I thought, oh man, he's going to blow an ACL when a guy oh. dove at his thigh. Oh. He lifted him up, and then he stretched and reached and flipped and showed his agenda. And then he landed on his freaking head and neck. And then he he laughs like, oh, man, that's going to be the talk forever in the offensive line room about, did you remember 20 years from now, they're going to have a get-together when I caught that ball and I chugged and they couldn't stop me. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, was, that was impressive. So when you don't judge a book by its cover, I've always learned that in sports. Even in even in high school, like some big guy coming down, dribbling the ball, and then he shoots the lights out. Yep. Right in your eye. Three. Bam, bam, bam. Yep. So when you're ever looking at these guys on the street and they say they play offensive linemen, defensive linemen, they got the old big old belly, that's to help help them. That's more padding. That's all that is. 
these dudes can flat out play and they athletes. They are athletes. I remember I had this conversation with my wife. She said she could beat one of the big linemen in the 40. I said, you can't, you can't run no 4-8 or 5-0. No way. Unless you ran track. You did not run track. <laughs> you played on the say, volleyball she ran team. Track. No, okay. No. You on the cheerleading team. No, you, you can't beat them. And she was forever. And then finally she said, I think you're right. I don't think I could beat one of those guys. Uh-uh. Nope, you can't. I'm trying to tell you right now. Yeah. Remember I used to tell the story. I, I, I told him, if I ever see you running next to me, I even told the freak who was no, he's way a you know, better athlete than these guys. I'm going to clip you. I don't even want that on film. Mm-hmm. That you running right next to me for 10 yards. No. Take I'm you a, out. I'm gonna take you out. Yep. And matter of fact, I may act like I just was trying to avoid a blocker and just take you out. Hey, you cannot get that on tape. Everybody say, well, huh, how fast is Blaine? Okay. Ain't not gonna ask how oh Javon Kirk, he's fast. They ain't gonna say that. They're gonna be like, how slow is 23? Like, why did 90 just pass 23? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even sound right, does he? <laughs> no. Hey, you look at him? 68? What was his number? 68? He was running by some people in that short little distance. That was perfect for him. Robert well, the, Hunt, I believe. The The wake-up party for me mm-hmm. on this was the Titans went and played the Jets, and Brandon Marshall got left uncovered. So that, you know, that quarterback just tapped his helmet and took the ball and threw it over to him. He started running, and Jarrell Casey got to him. Oh, I remember that. From, yeah, that. from the middle yeah, of the yeah. defensive line, turned and almost caught him. Like you said, 10, 12 yards. Yeah, 10, 15 yards. Yeah, they and, and then he finally got away from him. They ran out of gas. But you saw him, you're like, whoa, he's tracking him until Marshall got to going. Right. 99 for 10 yards yeah. was chasing after Brandon Marshall. Yeah. And it was just a, a sight to behold. Yeah. They, they, can, they can fly. And that's what they're taught, too. You know, change the direction, stop the ball's thrown, go. And give me 10, 15 yards. Just give me what you got, big man. Mm-hmm. And some of them just keep on when they go into the sideline, you know, to this, you know, their team. They just say, I, I, "I'm out, tapped out." Somebody else. <laughs> we are waiting on Mike Vrabel. Joe Salavea. Uh, his part of Joe Salavea. Joe Salavea has had a good second career. Yeah. In the, uh, Assistant college. head coach at Oregon. I'm just saying that uh, dude. Maui, 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 Maui said it was a long way to that sideline. <laughs> he told you that. Yeah, you coming in the huddle? Why are you breathing? Uh, it's just a long way from that sideline. <laughs> like what? You making me tired. You scared me. Well, he's one of those like unsung type heroes that made those yeah. defenses so good. Oh yeah, him and uh, Fisky. Gosh, Thornton. Yep. Yeah, nobody talk about them dudes. It's like, you know, with the Josh Evans and uh, Kenny Holmes and the Freak. Kenny Holmes, Josh yeah, Evans, rest there. in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, waiting on Mike Vrabel. He should be up any minute. This the thing playing the music with his picture is uh, still currently up on all the Titans mm. websites right now. Uh, not spotted during practice today per Jimmy Wyatt. I think Lucas threw out these names in his update. But uh, Ryan Tannehill is practiced today. What? I, I thought that was a typo. I wasn't bubble, spotted. He's he wasn't rabbit. spotted. Injury report hasn't come out, but he was not spotted. Yeah, they don't drop that uh, darn. Uh, thing he wasn't spotted like you know like a tiger. He he didn't. We didn't spot him. <laughs> not spotted. Like, uh, Julio Jones, which Dr. Blaine Bishop, who's our director of content, our abductus lungus director, and also the director of video injury, injury. report. <laughs> um, his, his business card is not going to hold all of his titles. Teron Davenport had a video of Julio yeah, essentially did. kind of pulling up on a route, and you were like, ah, yo. Uh, and I think he said that, that too. He, he said but something. It was something else. Yeah, the, the <laughs> luck. Yeah. <laughs> well, she is not having any right now with the hamstrings. So here's Mike Rabel. Uh, Lucas, tell us when you got it. He's up on the uh, Twitter stream. Uh, so oh, we, well, well, are we concerned about the Tannehill? I mean, why? I'm just gonna, 
Okay. Here's oh, my, I want, maybe I want Mike Vrabel will That's say. the first thing I want to know, Mike Vrabel. Here we go. Mike Vrabel live. COVID illness. Illness. What's your concern level for obviously a hugely significant player for the, for the game? You... No designation. How is that Christian Bolton come along this week? Good. It's been good to see him back. You know, that was a player that had improved, that had gone in, gotten better each and every week, um, and was really starting to play well, building some confidence, you know, and then had a, you know, suffered a, an injury, required a few weeks, and so um, this was the return to play, and we'll see kind of how he responded to the last couple of days of practice, and then to try to make a decision on him, um, obviously, before the game. When you're deciding, like, who's going to wear the green dot uh, headset, like, how much, like, what factors into that? And just, like, with the way modern offenses are, because a lot of times it's a linebacker, and, you know, mm-hmm. you got to shuffle them off the field in a certain package. Yeah, well, you'd like to try to have somebody that doesn't come off the field, right? There's some, some moving parts there. You know, what, what packages are they in with and, and who, what kind of communicator are they? You know, so then, you know, there's some, and then if they, they are, they do come out, you know, are you able to get, you know, you just can't have two on the field at the same time. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things that go into that, but most importantly is probably you'd like to find the one that is out there that is communicating in the middle part of the defense so that you can get it on both ends. And I know that, you know, some teams have a safety, um, you know, a, a lot of people do it differently, but. For, predominantly, it's been a linebacker. How did Adrian and uh, Deontay Foreman do in pass protection last week? And Adrian was talking about that you guys do things a little differently in what you require the running backs to do, pass pro. And yeah, I'm sure that's going to be the case every everywhere we go. You know, you go to another team, there's going to be some things that they're going to ask their guys to do. Um, and so, I would say that the majority of those guys, what they did last week was on first and second down. Um, you know, a roll for Jeremy's on third down, and Jeremy does a great job with that. And so, um, you know, I think when the pressure came or when they brought people on first and second down, I thought they were, you know, they were efficient in what they do. They need to improve just like everybody else. But, um, you know, when you play at, a, you know, different teams, I'm sure they ask, you know, some do, do some stuff differently. Alvin so special for them, and if, if he doesn't play, do you see maybe the same things? Just Ingram, just a bigger, heavier guy. Well, they put a lot on his plate. You know, I mean, I think um, as far as percentage of offense, I think when you talk about you know where Derek was for us, and you know where, where Alvin Kamara are, and where you know McCaffrey's out there. I mean, that's those are premier players, and he has uh, speed, his quickness. He runs behind his pads. You know, it's not just like he's a, you know, one hit takes him down. You know what I mean? It breaks a lot of tackles. Um, I've always had a lot of respect for him. I think he catches the ball um, well. He's a good route runner. Um, he'll protect. You know, he watched Seattle. He comes back and, you know, protects Adam. <clears throat> you know, when he blitzes, he's not afraid to run in between the tackles. You know, it's not like this is just toss sweeps and he runs the entire offense. He gets downhill when he has to get downhill and you know, he's a he's a really good player. Are you, are you in a position where maybe you have to consider putting Julio on IR to get past the hamstring issue? I don't know if we're in a position to do really anything. We're just trying to find forty eight guys that um, that are available that, that can help the team win and 
you know, that's a decision that we end up making, we'll, we'll make, but I don't, I don't think we're in that position at all. You think uh, a second uh, week of practice and, and one game under Adrian Peterson's belt will, you know, help him going into this weekend? I mean, I think, I think blocking better and running better will help anybody that's back there, you know. I've, I think that, you know, he's practiced well, him and Deontay have practiced well, and, you know, the, the verbiage and understanding and, you know, where, where things may be on certain runs that we have and where the cut may be. Mm-hmm. Not that you can anticipate anything like that, but I think the more that he sees it, the more that he's back there in the backfield for us, hopefully that helps. Talking about maybe um, sometimes being too quick for his blockers, maybe being a little bit too overeager. Is that something that you've I've done? I've done a lot of things in this league and take a handoff and run with it has been one that I haven't done. So I'm, not, I'm just going to let the run, you know, there are running backs for a reason. You know, we hand it to them and, you know, that's why we tell linemen and receivers not to direct traffic. Like, hey, run over here. I'm blocking over here. Like, just turn and block, and we give the guy the ball, and they know what to do with it. More new hamstrings this week. Any in-house consideration as to why that's been such a popular injury on this team? Um, I think that they're popular. You know, soft tissue injuries are something that the, the entire um, competitive athletic world deals with. Um, you know, we'll continue to monitor it, um, you know, whether they're high or not. You know, we are, we're always trying to do uh, what's best for the players and, and focus on things and how we warm up, how we prepare. Um, you know, and then it's obviously there's, there's a large part that, you know, is on each individual to make sure that they're ready to go. And, you know, some, some things, you know, we understand that are just going to happen and come up and that are part of, you know, playing football. So, Everybody has a part in, in trying to take care of the, the health and safety of the player. Um, you know, we're, 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 not, we're not panicking. We're not changing the way that we structure practice. And, um, you know, we walk through on Wednesday. We you know, stretch. We ran striders. Like, I would say that that's not uh, something that would load the, load the player. And so we just have to make sure that as we work our way through the games and we see how guys feel and, you know, that we're staying on top of this stuff. Do you think the schedule of the year maybe leads to more soft tissue injuries? With it's, it's been like this, you know, for, forever. And, and, again, I don't think anybody has a definite answer. I know that I listen to the information that's provided from the NFL. I listen to the information that's provided from the NFL PA, our, the coaches talk, you know, I mean, how we structure practice. We're conscious of our days off. We're conscious of – um, regeneration days. I mean, ten years ago, there was re, I didn't know what regeneration day is when we were in the middle of ten two days in training camp. Like nobody knew what any of this stuff was. But we're trying to focus on those things. You ask other coaches, you know, how are you guys doing it? Um, so it, it's just it's a process. You know, we understand that our game. Our business, our fans, this is all because of the players and the athlete. And the more that you can have the athlete um, out there and available, the better the team can be and the better the product is. If you've got a player you know, who's maybe at like 80% or something like that, how is it for a coach and, and a former player with mm-hmm. that line like to say, can you, can you give us you know, all that you can, 80% or... or you know, if they say I can't go, do you just leave it at that, or, or you know, do you ever say eighty percent of you is better than nothing? You know, how, what's what's that like? I, I'm not going to get into those discussions. Um, 
but I would say that we use three things that I've referenced here before that I've tried to explain to you, whether you wrote it down or whether you kept the recording, but it's can they make it worse? Can they do their job up to the standard that we expect it? And can they take care of themselves in in battle? And not to say this is a war, but you know that those guys are trying to inflict pain, and they have to be able to protect themselves when they're when they're out there playing football, as you guys witness each and every week you know, watching these games. So those are what I have to ask, and those are the questions that I ask, and I try to get feedback from a lot of different people. Then I make a decision, if that helps. If I could get one more green dot question, uh, you. Yeah, I believe when, when you played, they didn't have that. And then you also no, they did. Played. I didn't play that long ago, Teron. No, they did. They did, Teron. Yeah. I'll finish the question. How much of a difference does it make? Because I'm sure you've been on the field where the green dot wasn't able to be used. So how much does a difference does that make just uh, communication-wise on the field? You know, I think it... it, it um, one thing it's done is it's forced um, – I, I, I liked it when, when you signaled, right, because then everybody had – it forced everybody to look over there. You know, and so, again, when we're in two-minute, you know, we don't have time, and the offense is going fast. You don't have time to, like, rely on one guy to, to try to get ten other guys to call. So a part of me likes everybody looking over there and getting the signal so that they can understand what's going on, and they're engaged early on in the play as opposed to just sitting there and waiting for it to come through and having somebody tell you what the call is. And so um, it, it does help, though, that you're not signaling, you know, and then the, the DBs can, can get the call and then they can, the safety can echo it to the corners and the, the linebacker can communicate it to the front end. But there is a certain part of me that, that thinks that the guys, you know, put it on them to, to engage and actively look over get the call, you know. And we've done okay with that. We've done pretty well at that where – you know, let's say Jeff gets the call and then he's echoing it to the front guys and then the linebackers are communicating and the safeties are communicating with the corners and um, that can always improve. But, uh, you know, teams are going to go fast at different types, at different areas of the field and, you know, we have to be ready to go whether we can get the call in or not. Or sometimes teams will sub late. You know, they shut those off after 15 seconds. And so, you know, offenses know that. You know, offenses know that. So they come out of, you know, they sub under, you know, 15 seconds and get in the huddle and, you know, break, you can't make a call. So you're changing personnel and you have to signal because they shut off, you know, once you're under 15 seconds, that thing just gives you a loud beep. So, um, you know, I think it's good for the game, uh, but, uh, you know, I don't think you can rely on it. Those things go out um, like like cell phone service and everything else. We've had our quarterbacks, you know, they go out and we have a system set up for, for our quarterbacks to be able to, um, get into a play based on the personnel and, and give them a menu of things to do when the when the headsets go out. What do you hope to be able to do as a member of competition? Um, I really just try to make the game better. You know, that's uh, it's it's a it's a great honor. Uh, I try to focus on the areas improvement. You know, just trying to make the the, the game better. Uh, you know, make it a better product and uh, try to make it obviously safer and. Uh, the best that we can. Salute to service, I guess, Veterans Day weekend. Is that extra unique maybe across the NFL, maybe even date back your day as a player? Yeah, I think that that's important. I think that this is a, a 
phenomenal opportunity to recognize the, the 19 or so million living um, veterans uh, in our country um, that are family members, that are friends. You know, I had an opportunity to explain to the team about Veterans Day and you know Armistice Day, and then how it started on the 11th hour, of, uh, you know November 11th, and Congress changing it to Veterans Day, and and I had an opportunity when I was in Kansas City to go visit the VA hospital and spend some time with those men. There was a VA hospital near Arrowhead, and um, you know th those those men and women they they don't come back. Sometimes they don't come back the same as when they left, and I think we need to be conscious of that, just like in our game. You know, they suffer from headaches, body aches, concussions, anxiety, um, much like pro football players do when they're done, except the, the pensions and the 401K and the annuities uh, probably aren't, I guarantee aren't the same. So I think it's a great thing for that we, you know, we do, and I hope our players are mindful of that and respectful of that. Thank you. It was Mike Vrabel, uh, some, certainly some nice thoughts about our veterans uh, that he closed with, but uh, no one got in the question before then about who would or would not miss on Sunday. Typically, uh, John Glennon will get that question in. No one got it done today, though, so we will have to wait for Sunday to rate for the uh, Titans inactive list. A couple of things that stood out. Ryan Tannehill um, is sick, did not practice today, but he is not on the injury report. Mike Vrabel said no designation. Also, a decision will be made on Christian Fulton, whether or not to put him back on the active roster from the return to play protocol off of IR, that decision will be made. Usually it's made by Saturday afternoon. So that's something you'll have to keep an eye on, on all of your favorite various Titans accounts. Buck Rising is set to join us. We're late for the break. We'll hustle into that when we come back. Get Buck Rising's reaction to uh, all that he heard today and more. That's next on Blaine and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, football Friday. Friday is my favorite day. Buck Rising always joins us on Friday. One of the great contributing factors to just, you know, how good Friday is. You always get to see Buck Rising. You get to hear him. Extra buck, bonus bucks for you. Buck Rising brought to you by Two Rivers Ford, home of the nine commissioned sales people. Yeah. Lane's giggling like he disagrees. Yeah, no, I don't no, know no. What that, we, we only I don't have know what that's about. We only have Buck on to give us a beard advice. Yeah. Since neither one of us has beards, we want to try to grow one and how we can make it look luxurious like his. You know, so that, that's what we have you on for. Sure, you can start by being Arab. Um, <laughs> that's that's not has I, anything to do with That's beard. how I get <laughs> mine. Okay. You know, I mean, outside that, I have a brush. For my beard that oh, I keep okay. in my bag. Uh, oh, you brush take, yours like you it, just like your hair, huh? I take it with me everywhere that I go. It's true. Is this I, a winter uh, thing, or are you just going to do this? It seems like it would get so hot in the summertime. No, the beard. The beard's because I'm fat, Mickey, and okay. my face uh, requires <laughs> the beard. Okay. And yeah. so, in order to look like I still have a jawline, the visual uh, the visual effect of the beard helps maintain that, uh, especially when I'm getting caught from bad angles. 
on national television. Mm, you're blaming the camera, huh, that it adds 10 pounds? Not happy with oh, the camera. Well, I think I'm, I'm glad that's why I wanted to ask you. you. Do you let your beard grow to the neck Hell yeah. or the middle of the chin, or do you cut it up to the, the end All of your chin? All the way chin? to the neck, baby. I oh, want that thing. Oh, I want it as okay. confusing as possible to figure out how many chins I have. Did oh, you okay. – well, people were trying to figure out if Ryan Tannehill was going to play briefly when uh, Mike Tannehill – or Mike Rabel started his uh, – Mike Tannehill. Mike Tannehill. When Mike Rabel <laughs> started his uh, Friday press appearance – uh, answering questions about the health of the quarterback. And uh, he said illness. Then he said no designation. And you could almost hear the city just release its breath collectively there. <sighs> yeah, he's going to play. Uh, he's going to play, and that's good news. I don't know uh, what the offensive line situation is going to be like in front of him. That matters very much, though it is a good sign that Taylor Lewan was at least limited uh, throughout the course of the week. We'll find out his official designation at 3 o'clock today, Kendall Lamb was a full participant yesterday and did practice again today, so that's a good sign. Oh, no more your favorite player, Bobby Hart. I don't know why. It's not like I dislike Bobby. He's <laughs> your favorite player. You I doing? don't think that's true. Uh, what he did on Sunday was not my favorite if I'm the quarterback behind him, nor the running backs, because it was a nightmare for Bobby Hart. And I think that ultimately, uh, for the Titans, it's a situation where – the quarterback is going to be able to get you uh, a fair amount of the way through this Derrick Henry-less stretch, however long it lasts, but he can't do anything about it if he's not upright. And Bobby Hart played a big role in why he was not entirely upright throughout the course of that game. Now, Aaron oh, Donald, I, gave, I gave him the game ball. That's unfortunate, Blaine. Well, you, that's, you, you know why? why? See, I think you're looking at it from the wrong perspective. I'm sure that's true. Lamb, I blame Lamb and Lawan. For him having to be out there and for you to put your quarterback at risk of getting killed. Yeah. At the last minute, he was the guy available, yeah. and he did as good as he could do. And he guess what? He kept him from getting killed. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he did. How many oh. times, well, how many times did he get sacked? I don't want to care about no pressures. Pressures is like I sneezed. <laughs> nope, that's not a pressure. That's that okay, not, not I hit him. He did not hit him. He did not hit him. If you sneeze on somebody six times, they're going to end up with COVID, Blaine. That's yeah, basically yeah. what Bobby yeah, Hart well, did. In the, in the NFL, that day doesn't matter. No, a sneeze is like you're way away. So Tannehill got sacked four times. Two of them were on Bobby. Two okay. of them were on Questenberry. So it's not ideal. <laughs> right, <Benjamin>. no doubt. <laughs> no, it's not ideal. <laughs> right, so uh, but, but well, you're not talking bad about Questenberry. I'm not talking as oh, badly about Questenberry because times. I did not it, say again. It was only Lucas three says three times. Lucas, what? Three times that he sacks. was sacked? Yeah. Three sacks for the Rams. Forgive me. One sack on David Questenberry, two on Bobby Hart. All right. Uh, thank you for that editorial correction. <laughs> Watch this. Tane Hill was supposed to throw one of those. He didn't. He held on to the ball. No, that I'm sure is true. <laughs> that I'm sure is true. Listen, there's a reason that he's getting rid of it faster than any quarterback in the sport the last couple of weeks because he's terrified he's going to end wow. up with Aaron Donald oh, stuck in his neck. Play. Man, what you heck? What the heck you think of, was going to happen with a third or fourth string type player? Oh, that I, no, I, mean, I, I listen. I mean, I, really. So I applaud him for even going out there and doing that. That is really hard to do what he did, and especially against that defense and those pass rushers. Oh no, that kind of situation Ooh. is why Ty Sambrello quit. Because he was tired of that. No, I'm sorry. I'm dead, I'm, I'm dead ass serious. <laughs> really? That's well, what happened? Well, yeah. That, I mean, Because I he didn't get it. the preparation. Well, because he, he didn't goes like the, the fact that he was thrown out there against Seattle. He's pissed about that. So, listen, it's not easy to do stuff like that. And when Taylor Lewan is as, um, I mean, I don't want to call him unreliable, but as not certain of a proposition as he's been with the knee, uh, with the continual knee rehab, yeah. then, yeah, the, the Bobby Hearts of the world are going to get tossed out there more often. No doubt about it. We, we had our, you know, uh, Mickey had our midseason grades. Uh, I guess uh, 
let me get ask you about, you know, who's been in the off halfway through the season, mm-hmm. offense, defense, disappointment, you know, impressed, and all of those things. Uh, rookie of the year. Are you almost, asking me this? Yeah, we, we, no, no, no we want to hear yours. Yeah. But, you know, Mickey had the contest. So we, we, who was surprising and all those things. So that's um, well, I, I mean, Danico Autry is, I don't know how you couldn't consider him the most surprising, the most valuable, the most, you know, the most impactful, like, Nico Autry is doing everything right now, and he makes all the difference in the world for that defense because they have the best four-man rush mm-hmm. in football right now. And it's not necessarily just predicated off those front four. They're getting it with Christian Fulton as the fourth man. They're getting it with David. Now, they won't get it with David Long on Sunday because he's not going to play, but they were bringing David Long as the fourth man in those pressures, those zone exchange pressures that they like to use where Landry or Dupree do- drops into coverage and they bring a fourth man. You said Christian Fulton? Uh, I meant Elijah Molden. Oh, okay. So that is an important Thanks. clarification. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Blaine, for that. But, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether Christian Fulton's available. Mm. I think things are trending towards that way. Of course, they'll have to make an official designation on Saturday if they're going to activate him. But Mike Vrabel seemed to be very pleased with his progress throughout the course of the week. Since you're on the defensive side, where are we going with the linebacker? With Long, I don't know what's going on with Evans. It doesn't seem like he'll be plan either i'm not sure of that though yeah he uh, didn't practice rashawn evans didn't practice yesterday he's still dealing with that ankle i mean it'll be monty rice it'll be monty rice out there next to david long and they uh they have been protecting a linebacker who it's not jan johnson jan johnson was on the team during oh that's who i was thinking camp. of yeah, yeah. No, white number 47 will not be the titans uh <laughs> thanks for the de- linebacker um i will have to find out i remember the name because i saw john glennon tweeted out i'll look that up for you but right now it's monty rice and david long as you're starting inside linebackers as long as nobody else gets hurt hey hey well, you had the 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 Cosell since you didn't give us your offensive guys mm-hmm. uh, on, on your uh, midseason grades. Uh, what did you none of them can stay healthy, Blaine? I can't give it to you. They uh, can't stay healthy. are healthy? Is availability means that you got to be in this equation in rookie of the year. Well, I mean, it's only mode in this playing, so we got to be the rookie. Yeah, player. there's that. Right. There's that. <laughs> I yeah. think the one I would like to hear is just we we did this. Who's who's been the biggest disappointment for you this year? Ooh, huh. you try to avoid that question. Oh, Beard no. Julio. <laughs> right? No, no, no. I mean, I don't think Julio. Like, I mean, I don't know how much I expected out of a 32-year-old wide receiver whose season ended last year with a hamstring injury and that the hamstring continues to be a problem, but I don't know how you couldn't answer Julio like this is. Well, why can you say Lawan then? Well, because Taylor, I knew that the ACL was going to be different. I didn't cover uh Julio Jones last year, right? So I don't know how mm-hmm. significant the hamstring issue is I don't know all the things about Julio Jones until I find out the Titans are trading for Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. And then you start to understand, you start talking to people in Atlanta and kind of things seem different with Julio than with Taylor. Now, I think that Taylor could be a part of that conversation, and I'm sure for many people it's Taylor because the fact that the quarterback's yeah, I mean. getting smacked around, but it's not Taylor Lewan that's, you know, that John Robinson is on Good Morning Football the day after trading for Julio Jones talking about, yeah, it's now the historic Pinewood Cafe because that's where John was when he made the trade for Julio Jones. So you're selling me a bill of goods, not with Taylor. Taylor's part of the package, but Julio. Julio's the crown jewel in the middle of the Titans, you know, 2021 Super Bowl aspiration. So if you don't, if you're not disappointed by the Julio situation, I don't know who else you would say. Yeah. Well, I, I forgot who. I think I said Rashawn Evans. Who did I say? I think Rashawn Evans. Yeah, Rashawn yeah. Evans. Uh. Yeah, the, the Julio, if you go look at the history of the NFL, this is why Julio's not on this. First of all, his availability hasn't been there every game. Number two, no receiver has ever been traded 
that was a Hall of Famer or any other type of player that was a receiver and made a difference on their team win-wise. Maybe one win. So it was a risky proposition right off the cuff from John Robinson to make that kind of move, even a Hall of Famer. Go look at this. You can go look at Jerry Rice, T.O. Go look at the players when they go to other teams. They just don't have that kind of impact in the win-loss record. That's why I didn't know if it was ever worthy of doing that trade. Well, now, in the playoffs, he could be the difference mm-hmm. if he, to your point, is healthy. So to me, anybody who is like in and out of the lineup uh, that we don't know a lot about, I, I don't know if I, I I couldn't put him on the list. Yeah, do I thought? I mean, do I want him to do more and stay healthy? Yeah, I don't even think this offense fits his skill set. Well, so, and there's so some of that, right? The the Rams are selling Odell Beckham Jr. on coming to L.A. According to Diana Rossini, by saying, "Yeah, we're going to throw the ball 65 percent of the time," like that's a part of the pitch, mm-hmm. and that is exactly what Odell wants to hear at a place where there's not going to be a ton of targets. Now, here's what I will say: I'm basically rooting for the Rams at this point because I want more teams to do what LA is doing. I don't care that the, the reason why I'm not been out of shape about a second round draft pick, Blaine, is because Christian Fulton was a seven, second round draft pick, and he is playing well and will, I assume, play well when he returns from injury. Well, depending, don't, don't, don't ever I make assume assumptions. that he'll play well. That's a fair <laughs> assumption. It's a fair statement by you. Um, but I'm not as caught up in draft picks as I have been in years past, and I don't understand why people's focal, like the the value on draft picks, feels so diminished with how uncertain of a proposition it is. So I want to see teams like the Rams and the Bucks succeed who are just giving up draft picks and bringing in all the old heads and trying to go all in to win a Super Bowl because that's the strategy I think that more people, more fans, want to see from their football team. I want the trade deadline to matter that way. I want to see more Von Miller acquisitions. I want to see stuff like that from teams who are dedicated to winning a Super Bowl right now. Well, if they're in the window, I completely agree, but certain positions don't apply. And that's when wide receivers one of them probably. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't put receiver out there. If I was going after a pass rusher or an offensive tackle who's a premium, I definitely would do those. Sure. All right, uh, permanent buzzkill. Lucas Panzeca says it's time for this party to end. Oh, so don't we, even get me started on that guy. We do everything that he says. So we will take a break. He uh, says you don't do that. Mike Rabel did not get asked live who would not be active on Sunday, but somebody did ask him after. We have that list for you. Buck uh, Rising mentioned one of them right off the cuff. We'll tell you who else. Not playing on Sunday per Mike Vrabel next on Blaine and Mickey. Goodbye, Beard. <laughs> Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Happy Friday to you out there. Uh, so Mike Vrabel always on Friday at some point, usually John Glennon will say, uh, Mike, can you uh, tell us he's not going to play on Sunday? And he'll always make some crack about it, but then he'll throw out a, a name or two or three or just however many names that he knows at that moment, I guess, that will not be active on Sunday. Well, we listened to just about the whole thing today. And if you're just joining us, uh, Ryan Tannehill didn't practice today, has some kind of illness, uh, but no injury designation. So the typically, if there's no injury designation, that means there's no question that you would play in the game. A decision will be made on Christian Fulton, I think, within the next 24 hours. That has to be done. But this was from Ben Arthur. So Mike Grable finishes his entire press conference playing, and he's like, thanks, and he just takes off. So then the music starts playing. But luckily the people who are there, typically they they do these under this porch uh, at St. Thomas Sports Park. Hey, Mike, Mike, before you go, they can get in another question, which the rest of us wouldn't hear who were listening uh, via Zoom. This is per Ben Arthur of the Tennessean. David Long, Greg Mabin. Dane Cruikshank have all been ruled out 
from Mike Vrabel. Now, there are sometimes other guys who get ruled out as well, but that's who he ruled out on Friday. Damn, no question. David Dang Long. Yeah, he's been balling as well as uh, Crookshank and Mabin. And I, I would probably throw, I mean, just based off the interview, I don't know if Evans is going to play either. So, I, I don't, man, I don't know. So, ugh. Ugh, that's a lot on defense. Um, Lucas says that he has the audio. This is what Mike Rabel actually said about Christian Fulton, who it would certainly be great to get him back. Good. It's been good to see him back. You know, that was a player that had improved, that had gone in, gotten better each and every week, and was really starting to play well, building some confidence, you know, and then had a, you know, suffered an injury, required a few weeks. And so this was the return to play, and we'll see kind of how he responded the last couple of days of practice, and then to try to make a decision on him, um, obviously, before the game. So it's Mike Vrabel about Christian Fulton. That means he sounded optimistic. I don't know what that means, but he did sound very optimistic. It would be great to get Christian Fulton back. Um, but we've seen one guy after another after another. Greg Maven off the street. Chris uh, uh, Jackson, the other 23. Just different guys have come in. Oh, Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Sorry, not Chris Jackson. Chris exactly. Jackson, 35. The other the other Chris in the defensive backfield. Chris Jackson playing in multiple spots. Mm-hmm. When you get – again, and, and I agree with you 100%, if you listen to the show every day, from front to back, if the front gets pressure, the back doesn't have to be for all pros. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. Your, your example is always Tampa Bay. Start naming DBs from Tampa Bay. Probably can't, right. but ask uh, Mahomes about. But, but we can name their defense line. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Sue. Yeah. Uh, Pierre Paul. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you should start naming. Like, oh, you know those guys. Oh, those guys, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Big money pass rushers, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sue could have probably made more money go other places. Like, uh-uh, no way, man. Oh, Why would I leave here? Yeah. Got the GOAT, 44 years old, like he's never aged a day. Mm-hmm. Got Pierre Paul. No, I'm not going anywhere. Stay right here. Just try to get me another ring. Um. David Long, I looked. The the Saints run the dang ball. They throw it the 31st. Only one team throws least times. Oh, really? Only one team throws it less than the Saints. And I don't even remember. I I was so shocked. Well, that's why Dettelier said they go run Ingram. Yes. And Mike Dettelier was on with us yesterday. And uh, do we have that too, Lucas, while we're just playing real? Oh, he's got, he held up a finger. I don't know which one it was. Oh, he had to finish chewing his food. (laughs) Well, I mean, he may have, that finger may have been like the one that says, hey, dummy, you can't spring this on me like Uh, that. But Mike Dettelier, oh, you you got it. Oh, that's a thumb. Okay, let's hear it. Mike Dettelier, Saints reporter. Extraordinary. More of Mark Ingram in this game carrying the football than you have uh, mm. the other two games. I, I think they're going to lean a little bit more on Ingram. Because uh, Alvin is sort of nicked up a bit, <clears throat> the one nightmare scenario with him is coming out the flat as a receiver. Uh, because, you know, we've talked to coaches and defenders are like, you know, there's nobody that can cover him one-on-one when he gets downfield. And he's got another gear in space. So, uh, I, I, But I do have that feeling that Mark Ingram is going to have a lot more touches in this game than he's had uh, the, the prior two weeks since they acquired him from uh, the Texans. Mm-hmm. So a familiar face there, tough running back. But uh, David Long had been doing a, a, just a real nice job. And um, uh, you hate to see a guy who's playing that well not be part of your defense. Mm-hmm. And it, It's good that we got Jayon Brown back. Jayon Brown is back. And so who's who's going to be the other starter? 
I'm not going to assume that Roshan Evans is playing. Yeah, Monty Rice. Rice. Oh, I do not want uh, him on uh, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara? No. Uh, no. Out on his space. No. (laughs) See, this is where you got to be a smart player. If they call a play where that happens, J.I. Brown's like, let's switch. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a better shot than you do. Not to say I am going to get it done, but I have a better shot than you do. Let's just think about who we are here. Right, yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's think, think we, about our roles. We want to win. So yes. Yeah, we want to win. So let's put ourselves in position. And that's where you got to take over as you know players. There is some news about Alvin Kamara from at least one reporter. There is a report about what his status is expected to be. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll share that. With you, I know all you VFLs, you love Alvin, but you Titans fans, you're torn because, I mean, you love him, but you sure don't want to see him against the Titans. we got a little news on that. We'll share that with you next. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Callum.